So when you think of someone who writes a book and it's not their book, it's not their story, but they're simply channeling the other person's voice, that's what good copy looks like too. If you're a speaker, coach, consultant, or thought leader, then you definitely want to listen to today's chat. In today's chat, I'm chatting with the passionate professional blind individual, Desiree Reed. And Desiree is passionate about helping businesses shape their message through the power of word. If you're interested in learning more about how effective copywriting can help impact your business, share this episode with your most active social media Grab a note taker or some file to take some notes and get ready to be okay. Helping pave your way from your home to your own pay. Using motivation, inspiration, and education. It's today's edition of the Your Own Pay Podcast. And before we begin, we want to hear from you. Reach out, hit us up, and follow PayOne on Twitter. That's at PayOne. Now, as promised, here's Michael Babcock with today's episode. Make some noise. Like he's part of my life. I'm super excited. This is amazing right here. Your Own Pay Podcast starts now. Hey there, and welcome to another passionate professional blind individual interview with Michael Babcock. And today I'm joined with the amazing Desiree Reed out of Georgia. Desiree is a copywriter. She's also, interestingly enough, I found it out today, very interested in theater, which has some passion with me, uh, especially with some of the high school uh, adventures that I went through. You'll hear more about that on a future podcast. Desiree is also passionate about helping you find your message and uh, runs the small business Five Seconds to Impress. Desiree, that's a real quick glimpse into who you are. Can you introduce yourself? And thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michael. I'm glad to be here. And I think that was a great introduction. I couldn't even do it any better, but <laughs> I guess I guess if I would give one, I, yes, I would say that I am an entrepreneur, a copywriter, playwright, and a screenwriter. But overall, I am someone who just has an insatiable appetite for evoking a positive change in the lives of others. And if that's done through business or if that's done through other media channels, then that's really where you'll find me because I just want to create that positive impact in the lives of others. Awesome. And having a positive impact in the lives of others, correct me if I'm wrong, but also uh, inadvertently or advertently has the positive impact in your own life too. Is that correct? That is absolutely 110% correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I love it. Desiree, on your LinkedIn profile, and one of the ways that we first got connected was because of your copyright services. For the listeners who are new to this whole internet marketing arena and new to this whole industry, what in the heck is copywriting? (laughs) Very good question. So I find a lot of people has even asked me in the past, like, copywriting, and they think of copyright, like the U.S. government, C-O-P-Y-R-I-G-H-T, and I'm like, no, no, no. But what I really like to say is copywriting is just an extension of our daily conversations. A technical term for copywriting would be um, it's the words that are used to promote a business, product, or service. 
but it's really just an extension of our daily conversations. So what is it that we're talking about that we're frustrated with in our businesses? What is it maybe that we're struggling with in our personal lives, with our health, our finances? And it's those fears, frustrations, desires, concerns that we're having Copywriting simply taps into the psychological side of that, bottles that up through words, and present your message. So that's really kind of copywriting in a nutshell, using psychology and the power of words to communicate your message that you want to get across. Awesome. I, I like that explanation of it. Now, Desiree, would you agree with the statement that uh, copywriting also is a lot of storytelling? Oh my, yes. And it's so funny that you bring that up because I talk to my clients about that all the time. So copywriting has a lot to do with storytelling. And I often tell clients to look at it in in the lenses of a film. And if you think of it through the lenses of looking at a, at a film, you think about some of the things that really stand out to you. So you know, you're thinking of what pulls you in from those first 30 seconds that's going to make you commit to putting your phone down and actually watching this movie all the way through to the end. And with copywriting, your headline kind of takes that form. You know, what is going to reach out and grab the reader enough to get them engaged to say that now I want to actually listen to whatever it is that you have to to say uh, any further from this. And the rest of your copy should tell a story. It should engage the reader. It should pull them in. It should have them interested. It should make them feel like, oh my gosh, they really get me. They're really connecting with me. They're talking about all of the pains that I'm experiencing right now. You know, maybe you're someone that's suffering with arthritis. Then I, I should be able to connect with your message and say, oh, you're talking about my quality of life. I'm not able to get on the floor and play with my grandchildren the way that I used to. And it's just making me feel like I, I don't really have any any worth anymore. I can't really contribute. And you have something that poses a solution for what I'm going through. Good copy does that. It hits those pain points. It tells a story. Now, hopefully you, the listeners, hear the passion in Desiree's voice when she starts talking about copywriting, because that's that's definitely something you can hear in your voice. And Desiree's sitting there thinking, man, how many stories can I tell that directly relates to blind dads? And and it's, it's true. When you bring in uh, aspects of your real life and you, you are authentic with your readers and you just talk to people like they're your friends and tell them the stories that you would tell your friends and connect with them the way that you would personally connect with people who you truly want to be around, then you're definitely going to connect with them on a level that no one else can connect with them on. So I appreciate that, Desiree. Desiree, our next question is, how did you get involved in copywriting? Mm, That is always an interesting one. So one thing about me is I really believe in living intentionally. There is so much to be said about having an intention and speaking it into existence. And that's kind of what happened with me in copywriting. Uh, I was When I was working at one of my former jobs, I knew at a certain point that I wanted to get involved in marketing. And I remember making that an intention of mine. I spoke it out. And about a year later... A friend of mine who owned a marketing company actually asked me to start working for him. And during that time, I had actually was I was trying to figure out a way that I could still blend writing into marketing and and make some kind of 
daily living out of it as well. And that's when I stumbled upon a program dedicated to copywriting. And like many others, I was like, what is copywriting? I've never heard of this before. And I started digging deeper and found out what it was. And I kid you not, about two days later, the gentleman that I was working for asked me, how would you feel about learning more about copywriting? What do you you know about copywriting? And the chills that I got, (laughs) I can't even begin to explain it. And the rest was kind of history because that's when I started learning the art of copywriting and everything that went into it. And I just fell in love with it because, uh, you know, it was a way for me to help others through through the use of writing, which was something that was natural for me because I had been writing for so long. Well, I love it. And that's that truly answers the question. And it just it just goes to show that when you put things out into the universe, then then interesting things may may happen. Um, I, I never really thought about it that way, but you started researching it and all of a sudden you're doing it. So I love that, Desiree. As you guys know, we're interviewing passionate professional blind individuals, which means Desiree happens to have the, uh, some call it a disability, some call it an ability, some call it just blindness, which is how I refer to it. So Desiree happens to be blind and I'm sure there are some potential interesting hurdles while facing blindness and being a copywriter at the same time, what would you say your number one hurdle is that you have to overcome uh, in this instance? Amazingly, the number one hurdle for me is actually if and when to talk to the clients about my blindness. That would be the number one hurdle. And the reason for that is because 100% of my clients are sighted. And as you know, Michael, when you're dealing in an online world, it kind of creates a, a whole other beast. It's a different animal. You're not all the time coming face to face with your clients. So they don't necessarily know maybe that, that you're blind. They don't have a reason to know. And I find that sometimes that is my hurdle, you know, if and when to even have the conversation with them because some people are very open minded. But as we know, some people aren't as open-minded. And for me, it's just a matter of allowing my work to speak for itself as opposed to dwelling on the fact of my blindness. So I would say the number one hurdle is if and when to have that conversation with a client. And how do you determine if and when to have that conversation? Or does it just depend on the flow of the conversation that you're having? It honestly depends on the situation. Um, for example, I there was a client that I, I started working with. Well, actually, um, he was a potential client before I started working with him. And he had something that he wanted to share with me, which was an image and several images, actually. So, of course, I wasn't going to be looking at that. <laughs> and I am very, you know, honest and believe in integrity. So, of course, at that point, then I felt like, you know, that that was enough cause for me to say something about it. And just, I'm kind of really um, laid back when it comes to those kind of things because I feel like my word speaks for itself. So they'll either be okay with it or they're not okay with that, but they're other fish in the sea. And I'm very confident in what I deliver. So anyways, I, I explained it to him and of course he was, he was fine. <laughs> but yeah, it just really depends on the situation. 
Yeah, it, it does. And, and I get that because I run into that issue. For people who listen to the podcast know, primarily my focus is working with blind entrepreneurs because that's who I can personally directly relate to. Uh, but there are instances where you connect with people who aren't necessarily your quote unquote ideal customer. And that does pose some interesting questions at times. But as long as you're delivering what you say you can deliver on, then your blindness really has nothing to do with it. Um, so I, I appreciate that Desiree and that's a, a great outlook on it. Now let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the person who thinks they need to hire a copywriter. So I'm a small business owner and I'm interested in, uh, outsourcing or working with someone like yourself to help me with crafting my message. What are some important things that me as a small business owner need to know prior to hiring a copywriter? One of the main things that I think a business owner should know is that copywriting is an investment that gets you a significant return on investment. And let me even back that up a second and say, good copywriting (laughs) is an investment that gets you a significant return on your investment. And that is something that I think is easy to lose sight of or the, the typical person may not understand because copywriting isn't just simply writing a bunch of words, putting them together, but it also involves strategy. And when you hire someone such as myself, then you're getting copywriting, but you're getting the strategy to go along with it too. Because when you think about it, you can have the best message in the world. Let's say that you have a sign in a store and it says, Anyone who makes it to the front of this line in the next five minutes will get a million dollars. Okay, wonderful message, wonderful sign. But if that sign is in a trash can, then no one is going to see it. So it serves no purpose. And that's the same way your copywriting is. If you have a wonderful message that's going to connect with people, but you don't have the proper strategy to implement it and no one sees that message, then it doesn't matter. So I would say that they should understand that copywriting involves of course, an investment involves strategy and involves creativity and all the things that it's going to take to actually connect the dots and get your compelling message in front of your target audience. Awesome. Awesome. So as a small business owner, you need to understand that working with a copywriter isn't just throwing money down the drain. It's an investment that's going to bring you, as long as you're working with the right right copywriter, it's an investment that's going to bring you back a return, uh, which is obviously what anyone in business definitely wants. Now, let's kind of touch on that a little more. Uh, let's say that I went to you and I said, hey, Desiree, I'm interested in hiring you to do copywriting work for XYZ project. What, what are some things you might ask me? Or do you have like a questionnaire that you ask people? Or how does that work? Because if you don't realize that a copywriter is an investment in your business, then how are you going to be prepared with the material that the copywriter needs? Absolutely. So the first thing that I do whenever talking to a client is we go through an initial discovery session. So I'm going to ask you, you know, what are some of the things that you're struggling with with your copy right now? Um, Are you struggling to get clients? And we would go over some of your messaging that you're currently using. If you have a website, I would take a look at your website to see what what is not there. Maybe um, I would notice that the things that you're telling me that your business is about, it's not really the message that is being communicated on your website. 
I would also look for things like opt-in forms. You know, do you have something for someone to sign up and, and opt-in so that they can help to build out your email list? You know, looking for all of those kind of small things are part of the discovery session. And then from there, I always do, you know, if we decide that it's a good fit and we're going to work together, then I would do an in-depth strategy session to dig deeper into what's going on with your business and exactly the message that you want to communicate. And from there, we work on the best strategy for you because sometimes clients will come to me and they will think that, well, I just need a few emails or I just need a sales page for this. And yes, you might need that, but that may not be the whole solution to really solve your problem. Maybe what you need is a strategy of going after clients in the first place. Maybe you need to build out a targeted Facebook campaign or a LinkedIn campaign, or you know, maybe you should set up a newsletter. So those are the things that we would dig into throughout the strategy session to actually put together an action plan that's going to cover you. And of course, the copy is involved in that. But again, combining that strategy with it, that's what's going to guarantee that return on investment. You give me a dollar, I pay you that five. So you give me 5000 you know, you give back more than that. So it's that kind of strategy. There you go. Awesome. I, I appreciate that in-depth answer. Simply because I know I've never specifically worked with a copywriter before. And as a small business owner, it's it's kind of a daunting experience saying, hey, I want to go to someone else and have them craft my message with me. Um, and, and people don't, they, they, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I didn't often think, well, what, what can a copywriter do for me? They just make my words look pretty. Um, so, so I appreciate that, that it's more in depth. Um, I, I'm going to go on out on a limb and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I assume you want your, uh, clients to be fairly involved in the hire or in the process. And you know what? I'm I'm going to answer that, but I kind of want to piggyback on something that you just said that was so huge, kind of like an aha moment. So when you mentioned the part about it can, that's another sign of good copywriting because a copywriter is kind of like thinking of a ghostwriter. So when you think of someone who writes a book and it's not their book, it's not their story, but they're simply channeling the other person's voice, that's what good copy looks like too. So that's kind of one of the strengths that I feel that's there as far as being a blind copywriter is concerned too. And that's one of those things that I speak to with my clients when I do share the fact that I'm blind is because I'm able to really tap into my intuitive side and I'm not boggled down by some of the visual aspects that can kind of get in the way sometimes. So I channel my client's voice so that it sounds like them, but including the, the psychological triggers, a little NLP and all these other great razzle-dazzle things that goes into copy, but still channeling their voice. So I just had to say that because you really grabbed me when you mentioned that. Well, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad. Uh, and thanks for sharing that insight. Yes. But um, as far as working with the clients and, and their involvement level, I like to say that I kind of would uh, say that clients can should be about 15% involved in whatever it is that I'm doing. And of course, I, I want their input. I want their feedback and, and their approval. But it's the same thing as thinking about 
going to a doctor's office. So if you go to a doctor and you know you have something going on with you, but you're going to the doctor because they're a specialist in their field to diagnose you, you wouldn't sit there and tell the, the doctor that I think you should prescribe this for what's going on with me. You're not <laughs> going to the doctor for that reason. So it's kind of the same concept. You know, if you hired me to, to write copy for you, because you feel that that's my area of expertise and yours is something else. And so allow the person that you've hired to kind of really have um, a, a lot of leeway to, to make your message great. And as a small business owner, you have so many other things that you need to be working on versus sitting over the shoulder of the person you hired and invested <laughs> into and telling them how to do their job. That's a lesson I've had to learn to to take my hands off and let other people who are better at doing the tasks I'm not the best at uh, do. So I, I'm glad to hear that that's that. That statistic, fifteen percent or or thereabouts, obviously, it's it's not always exact. Is is that number? Because I was thinking it was going to be a lot more involved. So I appreciate that, Desiree. Um, Desiree, we've got a couple of more questions. So before we get into these questions, I want to thank you for joining us today. This is the section now that I call the top four. It's time for the top four with today's passionate professional blind individuals on the Your Own Pay podcast. Don't forget to share with your most active social media network if you enjoy today's chat. This podcast is made possible thanks to the blind way forward. Live your life, do things you love, and discover new experiences. Blindwayforward.com. With that said, let's get back to it. This is four questions that hopefully will inspire the individuals listening to this podcast to truly think about how you have an outlook on these products or services. So Desiree, what is one app or online service that you definitely couldn't live without? Oh, there are so many, but I I would definitely say um, Google Suite, or I think now they're referring to themselves as G Suite. And it, it is definitely one of those ones that I can't live without because it, it has so much as far as cross-platforms is concerned. So um, it includes my calendar, it includes Google Drive, um, includes my email, of course, and I'm able to access all of that, whether I'm using it on my laptop or whether I'm mobile and I'm on the go and I can still check things through my phone. So it helps me with working with clients and also with teams that I'm working with and I think I would be completely lost without it. So I am in love with Google Suite. Yes, yes. And those of you who have listened to past podcasts, I'm looking at notes from another episode, specifically with Amanda Hill out of Australia. We were talking about the impact that Google has had with our business. And uh, back then they were they were quote unquote Google apps when we recorded it. So they recently had a, a branding change. And I completely agree. G Suite is probably my number one tool. And I'm glad to hear that, uh, Desiree. So I appreciate it. Now, the second question is, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who is interested in following their passions? I would say be bold, be intentional, and be confident because it's going to take a lot of thick skin to, to make it through whatever your goal is that you want to pursue. But you have to stay focused and keep your eye on the prize. And you have to be okay with hearing a lot of no's. 
rejection is a reality. And I find that so many people shy away from what it is that they should be doing or the passions they should follow because they have this fear of rejection. You're going to get rejected at some point in life and it's okay. Only no's lead to yeses and the ceiling, the ceiling is only what you make. There is no ceiling. So if you don't see that there's a ceiling, you just keep going for it. So don't limit yourself. Be bold, be confident, and stay focused. Where were you four years ago when I got started with this online marketing thing? If I would have known that no is just a feeling, then man, I can't even imagine where I would be now. <laughs> Appreciate that, Desiree. And that's so true. You, you definitely need to, to uh, you know, realize that no is, it's, it's really just a word. So Desiree, as a copywriter, I imagine your answer to this one will probably uh, be, be a lot like some of our other ones and it's positive, but how have books impacted your life? In the most amazing and tremendous way. Books have been a part of my life ever since I was a young child. I remember at the age of eight, I would read um, a 200 to 300 page book within a day or two. That's how in love I was with books back then. And that's actually what prompted me to start writing. Because I remember reading those books and I would say to myself, you know what? They're not doing anything that I can't do. And so even back then, I started writing short stories, and that's what kind of got me into writing plays and all the way to now with doing copywriting. And still to this day, books have impacted my life so much. I mean, I'm always reading a book. It's something about personal development or business-related and just the great authors, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, Tony Robbins, Napoleon Hill, all of those books just have a tremendous impact on my life. And if you're not reading, then you're not learn, learning. And if you're not learning, then you're dead, really. You know, you have to keep learning. And so books impact me with everything that I do on a daily basis. I think I just found the quote that I'm going to use at the beginning as the teaser. If you're not reading, you're not learning. And if you're not learning, you're dead, actually. I like how blunt that is. <laughs> but it's so true. Uh, people, they, they don't, I don't even think about that. I, I was a big fiction reader. I used to read a lot of, of fiction, uh, crime mysteries, all that type of stuff when I was younger. I wish I would have found self-help books when I was younger because it would have helped me through a, a stage of my life that, that probably fiction books wasn't the most uh, appropriate for me to be reading because I was dreaming more than what I was acting on. Uh, but, but it's so true. If you're not learning something new, then, then you don't realize what's what you're missing until you actually get in there. So I appreciate that, Desiree, and give me a All right, so we're on the last question of the top four, and this is an interesting one, and I love to hear people's responses to this, and we'll see where you take it because it's interesting where people take it. We were introduced to the iPhone 10 years ago. Pretty soon I'll have to update that to 11 years ago. What is one thing regarding technology or involving technology you're excited to see in the next 10 years? Mm, okay, so I really have two. Can I give two? <laughs> of course you can. I ain't going to tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give one really quickly. And, of course, that's the driverless car. I am so excited about seeing that, as are many people, because, as we know, your independence is everything, and transportation is directly tied to that. And 
even with taking forms of transportation such as Uber, you're still relying on someone else. There's still someone else in that car with you. But if that driverless car ever really comes into market the way that it's supposed to, I just can't wait to see where that will go. So that that's one of the ones. But there was also this other one on a TED Talk that I was listening to before, and it was this device. And I wonder if you heard about this, Michael, but it was this device on TED Talk. And the lady was demonstrating it. She was totally blind. And basically what the device did was it would announce everything around you pretty much. Like it, it would give you a glimpse um, as far as being your eyes. So think of be my eyes, but kind of on steroids. So there was this gentleman approaching her from behind and the device would say, a man is walking behind you. He is five feet away from you. And it even described like facial expressions, like he's raising his eyebrows and his mouth is frowning. And I just was blown away by listening to that. And I remember thinking, if this really comes into full development, what a world would it be for those of us who are blind? Because so many times you miss out on little social cues because you're not reading those facial expressions. You don't get that. But what if there was a way to encompass that? What if there's a way for us to actually know what's going on with those expressions? So I would be totally thrilled to see a device like that come out. <laughs> I love it. And and two things, I, I got to address both of those. Number one, no, I have not seen that TED Talk. And if you have it saved, shoot it my way. If not, I got to Google this and try to find it because that is impressive. Uh, <laughs> but number two, uh, Tesla actually announced back on October 20th, I believe it was, might have been the 22nd, somewhere around there, that all of their cars now have the technology and the ability for full autonomy driving. Oh, um, my. So, but, <laughs> So what I did, um, we're recording this on Tuesday the 29th. On the evening of Sunday the 27th, I went and I, gra I scraped a couple of email addresses off of Tesla's website. And I'm like, hey, by the way, Tesla, my name's Michael. I do coaching with blind entrepreneurs. You know, if we could get me into one of these cars, then could you imagine the, the knowledge that other people could gain from having freedom that your cars can provide? Yeah. Of course, I haven't heard anything back as of yet, but hey, why not? And if they get me into a Tesla car, someone said, and, and this is a, an explicit podcast, so I'm going to quote them. Someone said, wouldn't you shit yourself if they actually put you in a car? And I said, yeah, I probably would. So it's, it's impressive what technology can do, though, now. And they can claim that they have full autonomy uh, available in their cars. And we're just waiting for, of course, like like always, we're just waiting for the law to catch up. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Exciting times. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, definitely, Desiree, and I appreciate your insight on technology and our entire conversation today. I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick moment where if people are interested in either hiring you or getting to know more about what you do, what are some ways you can contact? they can contact you? And if you have anything you'd like to give away, go ahead and include it now as well. Sure. So... Anyone looking to contact me and interested in figuring out a way to leverage your messaging or think you might need some help with your messaging and copywriting, you can find me at 5secondstoimpress.com. That's 5secondstoimpress.com. And you can also reach out to me via email, Desiree at 5secondstoimpress.com. That's D-E-S-I-R-E-E -E at 5secondstoimpress.com. 
And feel free to follow me on Twitter at Seconds to Impress. And that's Seconds, the number two, Impress. Awesome. I appreciate it. And all links to those references will be included in the show notes. So uh, definitely hit up the show notes in your favorite podcatching application. Desiree, thank you very much for joining us on today's Your Own Pay Passionate Professional Blind Individual Podcast. Um, and for you, the listener, I definitely look forward to connecting with you on Friday. Um, anything else, Desiree? If not, then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for having me today, Michael. It's been a blast, and um, I look forward to talking to you soon. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content. And to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.